0: Resources I'll be sharing through the rest of the program here in no particular order. I'm just going to go down through them, see what we got. I also wanted to mention last week's episode did not get uploaded um, as we hoped it would, so right now we're working on it, and at the very least I'll play it after this one. So if you're just tuning in live, you can just stay listening. o'clock show okay since uh, the studio will be empty then okay so a list of resources again uh, I'll go through some of them again and uh, some of them are really just have there's so many there so I can't really get to everything however providing what I can and what all these folks have put forward I think it's really important just to to share the resources that we have and information and at the very least as long as at least one person's listening and uh, hear something that may be helpful that you can someone else about or take action about then it's, it's all worth it. So the first piece I'm going to read is about there's a lot of support going out there of course m- in mutual aid networks and because folks are used to taking care of one another. So one group that I follow on Twitter is the Bay Area Worker Support and you can follow them at B-A-W-S-U-P-P-O-R-T. So again B-A-W support and it, this came out on March 19th in response to the financial impact of COVID-19. We're happy to share that our sex worker emergency grant program is back up and running. Please visit bayareaworkersupport.org forward slash grants for details and to apply. And I'm gonna read a little bit from the webpage here. So if you are and or know folks who are sex workers, um, this is one place that folks can get assistance. Uh, BAWS is reintroducing one of our community care structures by offering emergency grants for sex workers experiencing hardships during COVID-19 we're able to give small grants of fifty to two hundred dollars. If you have a larger expense or ongoing needs, we will gladly promote your crowdfunding campaign on our social media, or you can or can help you set one up. Uh, we want to love and support our communities as much as possible during this time. Qualifications: These grants are only available to current sex workers in the Bay Area who depend on sex work to pay their bills and do not have other forms of support. We ask that you not apply for these funds if you are working in a part of the industry that has not been affected by COVID-19 or have the ability to temporarily access this type of work. If you are able to receive support from your family or partner, able to find work in different industry, we have limited funds and these grants are intended for folks who do not have other options, have these other options. Um, we are prioritizing requests from BIPOC, trans GNC, disabled and outdoor workers, That said, we are sensitive to the factors that make survival difficult for many dependents, documentation status, health, and we'll consider these when granting requests. To ensure that these funds are indeed going to our community, we ask that you provide at least one of the following verification. A link to your current work website or ad uh, with your current info listed, a link to your professional social media with your contact info listed, reference from one other current BAWS member, or a mutually verifiable sex worker. Uh, we understand that it is not always easy to come up with verification, and we are working on finding more ways to make these funds more accessible within the capabilities of BAWS. Um, BOAS, I should just say. Uh, if none of these options are available to you, please let us know why, and we can try our best to accommodate. We, while we ch- will try to meet everyone's request, the number of requests, prioritization, and situation of those requesting will inform how much we're able to grant. We will not be able to grant multiple requests per month. We will do our best to respond to all requests within 72 hours, Monday through Friday, starting on Monday, March 23rd, 2020. And so again, if you go to Bay Area Worker, Workers Support, so it's dot org forward slash grants will be brought to this page. You can fill out more information and share it with folks next up yeah there's a lot of information here also resharing the big resources i wanted to get to again bit bit.ly forward slash covid the number 19 collective care it's a resource for people looking uh, out for themselves and their communities through personal preparation collective care mutual aid and advocacy you are welcome to add to edit copy share these resources with the intention of helping communities come together and support each other and with as much attention as possible to all our community specific needs if you think a list of resources is offensive, misleading, or mislinked, please comment. They also say that http colon forward slash forward slash li forward slash coronavirus resource kit also has extensive resources. Um, I might go into these later on the show if there's time, but if not, I wanted to provide those because there's just so much there. The first one I mentioned, it says there's like there's two pages there. However, with each each of the links they provide brings you to other pages of much, much more information. So like in the other resources page, there's so much there. I mean, I haven't even gotten to a fraction of it. So there's so much there, regardless of what your situation is, where you're located um, geographically, what your needs are, um, the odds are there will be information there that can help you and or your communities. And also, if you don't see something that affects you or that um, speaks to what you need at the moment, feel free to add that. So just, again, this is like a resource, an open resource for folks to be able to connect with one another and share information which is really important right now. Next up, um, this is for the Bay Area and also hopefully this will encourage folks in other places to do this as well. Um, This is from Scott Morris who you can follow on Twitter at O-A-K-M-O-R-R and I've shared this as well. it's, um, It's a map, an interactive map of Bay Area schools that have meal services available during the coronavirus shelter in place order. So you can find it either on Scott's page, which you can go to, again, on Twitter, at OAKMORR. And this was posted 19 hours ago, so yesterday. So if you go to March 19th, I've also shared it. You can follow me on Twitter, at R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. And it's really cool. It's just an interactive map. There are lots and lots of places. And this covers San Francisco and the South Bay, down to San Jose. we got the East Bay, Fremont. Diablo, up to Vallejo, like up near there. So a l- little bit south of Vallejo, but like close to uh, we got Martinez and close to Benicia. So um, San Pablo, lots of places. Um, so yeah, I do recommend folks sharing this resource with folks. Um, please do check it out. All right, that's the interactive map of food. Next up, um, side note. Well, not a side note because everything is connected. There's an article in the LA Times. Uh, that I will at least here <laughs> read the, the headline here because there's a lot to get to um, I have reached my free article limit thanks Many times I appreciate that um, and this is folks who have in let me see if I can find more information here um, it's pretty much folks who are inspired by the moms for housing in Oakland have taken over vacant housing in Los Angeles, which I is totally fucking awesome and sending lots of love and solidarity to all the folks out there who um, have, you know, taken it upon themselves to um, secure housing for themselves since the people in positions of power and folks who can provide that are not providing that. So I really support folks who are doing that. So again, the article's in the LA Times, and let's see if I can find a little bit more information to help point you all in the right direction if you haven't read it yet. And or the title of that article is "Citing c- Coronavirus, Homeless Families Seize 12 Vacant Homes in LA." And so yeah, you can find that at latimes.com. Much and difficult to communicate with so many people. For those of us like myself who have been on an improv team, getting eight people to agree on anything, uh, like a name or a time to meet, can be difficult. So, but I'm guessing like around eight is probably a good size too. So you have enough, want to have like enough folks out there to do what you can do and also not so many where it's difficult to connect with each other. That's my understanding of it, but please do read up more on pods, and this does have a link to that as well. Um, there's also pod mapping for mutual aid. Um, there's how can I help COVID-19 Toronto. There's an emergency survival fund for LGBTQ2S uh, artists, performers, lip, oh, excuse me, <laughs> tip-based workers, and glad day. I'm not sure what glad day is. There's also a Black Emergency Support Fund from BLM Toronto. There's COVID-19 Mutual Aid Fund for LGBTQI plus BIPOC folks. Uh, Caremongering Toronto, an online community. There is Q- GTA Community Volunteers, Canadian Muslim Response Network, the Donate for a Better Toronto Coalition Fund, Better Toronto Coalition Weekly Webinars, Webinar on COVID-19 and Indigenous Communities, Davenport Helps, Caremongering Davenport, have a food bank in Nisalagua, the Kids Help Phone, Good Neighbors Project, phone, excuse me, Food Banks Canada, uh, COVID-19, uh, Toronto Jewish Community Response to COVID-19, and that's K-A-V-O-D, uh, Akin Rent Relief Fund, Help Feed and Support Those Impacted by COVID-19, Coronavirus Tech Handbook, Support Social Service Agencies in Toronto, Support Food Share Emergency, good food box okay so these are lots of resources that i just shared again they're mainly they're mostly for toronto however i think there's some also ways that folks in other parts of the world can participate and hopefully this will also influence folks to take on similar projects in their own neighborhoods or seek them out if they um odds are something like this probably already exists in a lot of neighborhoods and again as i've said before on the show i am this is like a a drop in the bucket of the information this is just only uh, in minutes of all the information that's out there this is only things that i have um and of course i've been reading a lot maybe too much online it's probably not good for my mental health however i want to just stay there's, there's so much out there so again this is just like a small percentage of what's out there this is the, what i have the energy to share the time what I, the time i can share it i'm trying to do also a, a broad range of resources for folks too so, and again, I'm only one person, only one person here. There's so much information and knowledge out there. There's also a lot of folks about how to grow your own vegetables indoors. Lots of information about that as well. Ways to stay sustainable, etc. Okay, so there's that. Okay, going along. Let's see, what else do we got here? Um, next up, there is an anarchist guide to capitalism um, from CrimeThink. And let's click on this. Lots of good information in there. And you go to Crime Think, which is C R I M E T H I N C dot com. And this was posted on March eighteenth. Surviving the virus: An anarchist guide to capitalism in crisis, rising Totale- totalitarianism, strategies of resistance, and they have lots of information here. I'll read a little bit about it. The pandemic is not going to pass in the next few weeks. Even if strict confinement measures succeed in cutting the number of infections down to what it was a month ago, the virus could resume spreading exponentially again as soon as the measures are suspended. The current situation is likely to continue for months. Sudden curfews, inconsistent quarantines, increasingly desperate conditions, though it will almost certainly shift form at some point when the tensions within it will over. To prepare for that moment, let's protect ourselves and each other from the threat posed by the virus think through the questions about risk and safety that the pandemic poses and confront the disastrous consequences of a social order that was never designed to preserve our well-being in the first place. They provide a text that offers medical advice for dealing with the virus, uh, one that's importance of mutual aid, another link that um, is mutual aid initiatives in the U.S. as well as a link for mutual aid in Germany. They have Surviving the virus, longstanding anarchist forms of organization and security have a lot to offer when it comes to surviving the pandemic and the panic it is causing. First suggestion is to form an affinity group. The prospect of quarantine tells us a lot about how we are already living. Those who live in close-knit families or joyous collective houses are in much better situation than those in broken marriages and those who... uh have big empty houses also themselves this is a good reminder of what really matters in life despite the models of safety that are represented by the bourgeois dream of a nuclear family home ownership and the u.s foreign policy that reflects it togetherness and care are much more important than the kind of security that depends on fencing out the whole world social distancing and i've heard a lot of folks this is i'm talking myself not the article has have begun to really frame it as more physical distancing as opposed to social distancing because we're still socially connected. So I'm going to do my best to try to use that language from now on. Uh, Must not mean total isolation. We won't be safer if our society is reduced to a bunch of atomized individuals. That would neither protect us from the virus nor from the stress of the situation nor from the power grabs that capitalists and state authorities are preparing to carry out as much as the elderly are are at risk from the virus. And also I'm just going to note that I've read recently that it's like 40% of the folks are like 50 and under who have caught it. So it's also just to be aware that it's not just folks who are elderly um, who may be at risk. Lots of folks also may be at risk, and it's really important just to to note that as well. Um, Okay, older people are already dangerously isolated in this society. Cutting them off from all contact with others will not preserve their physical or mental health. All of us need to be embedded in tight-knit groups in a way that maximizes both our safety and our collective capacity to enjoy life and to take action. Choose a group of people you trust, ideally people you share day-to-day life with, all of whom you share similar risk factors and levels of risk tolerance. For the purposes of surviving the virus, this is your affinity group, the basic building block of decentralized anarchist organization. You don't necessarily need to live in the same building with them. The important thing is that when you can cut down your risk factors to those you all share and feel comfortable with, if your group is too small, you'll be isolated. And that will especially be a problem if you get sick. If your group is too big, you'll face needless risk of infection. Talk with each other until you arrive at a set of shared expectations as to how you will engage with risk of contagion. This can be anything from total physical isolation to remembering to use hand sanitizer after touching surfaces in public within your group. Um, Okay, so this is like, this is their words on it. I've been mostly not seeing uh, other folks except for my partner. So um, that's, you know, their taking that with a grain of salt. I've heard of also just more just like the isolation and stuff. So again, that's what they're saying in this article. I would say maybe also just find other ways of communicating with folks that it doesn't have to be in person and also not everyone lives in a collective house. So maybe find ways to take on what this is suggesting and, you know, make use of it in terms of what your situation is. And yeah, so So the article has a lot of, from a network, they have a lot of options and information here forming a network, how we relate to risk, um, solve surviving the crisis, and lots of more information. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Strategies of resistance, uh, rent strikes. uh, San Francisco Housing Collective Station 40 has led the way by unilaterally declining a rent strike in response to the crisis they say the urgency of the moment demands decisive and collective action we are doing this to protect and care for ourselves and our community now more than ever we refuse debt and we refuse to be exploited we will not shoulder this burden for the capitalists five years ago we defeated our landlord's attempt to evict us we won because of the solidarity of our neighbors and our friends around the world we are once again calling on that network our collective feels prepared for the shelter in place that begins at midnight throughout the bay area and again this was previously posted uh the most meaningful act of solidarity for us in this moment is for everyone to go on strike together we will have your back as we know you will have ours rest pray take care of each other and uh for millions of people who will not be able to pay their bills this makes a virtue of necessity there's a lot more information here and i'm just thinking i spent the entire episode so far talking about this uh this is the pandemic and it's and also want to just recognize how many other Events are also still happening in the world, and it, it, it does feel overwhelming, and I also want to note, now would be a really great time if you're at, at home to start writing to folks who are incarcerated. There's also an email service, which I've been on, which I have feelings about. I don't think you should be charged to send a fucking email. However, there's a gr- uh, organization – not an organization. It's a company. It's a fucking company called JPay, and however, it does allow folks who are incarcerated to communicate with loved ones outside. It, it's a lot faster than sending letters in the mail. Um – so that's another option, though. It's like 35 cents right now per email that's sent, but you can also send funds to folks who are incarcerated, so you can um, pay for their response. And the e- the length that you can send is pretty long. I think it's like 20,000 characters. Um, however, it's different than if a letter, okay, 50 cents, but you can, uh, you know, it just feels a lot more homemade, and with an email sometimes it's like, oh, I just have a few sentences to write. So it's kind of fucked up that they're charging people, fucked up that people are imprisoned in the first place. However... It's also just a health hazard for folks who are incarcerated. So yes, I guess I'll just talk about that right now. I was I emailed the person, one of my pen pals, who's incarcerated, and um, what was I was gonna say, oh yeah, I was gonna see what she was saying, and she's she's aware of it. because I'm also just always, um, you know. Wondering what do folks kno- folks who are incarcerated? There's oftentimes, depending on where people are incarcerated, there's a limit on like books they can get in and the information. And even even if you're not incarcerated, there's a limit on the information that we get, considering that there's the corporate media who lies to us and many newspapers who often skirt the truth and you know just support the corporate overlords and how fucked up that is. So. Um, anyway so I was asking I was like oh by the way this is what's going on what you know is there any information that you have where you are what is there anything I can I can share with you and so she was saying and she's in California and she was saying that it's crazy in there and they're on lockdown kind of like lockdown um, so that's that's what she was able to share for now and it's also just... I mean, it's this idea of, and al- I also thinking about folks who are in solitary confinement all the time and how as upsetting as it may be for some of us to be in our homes, it's there are folks who are in solitary confinement uh, in jail, you know, in prison for not doing fucking anything wrong. You know, it's like this corporal punishment, as, as difficult as it may be for some of us folks who are not in jail. It's like, imagine folks who have to do this, who are living this on a daily basis in a fucking jail cell without the contact that they need and deserve, that all humans need and deserve. Ugh. So anyway, but also it's just I- in the issue with um, jails, of course, is that there's uh, there the risk of viruses spreading. So it's just, uh So I'm also wanting to put that out there. Anyway, so the way I found this, um, pen is that there's a site called black and pink which puts folks in contact with lgbtq folks who are incarcerated you can write them letters it provides names and addresses and some information about some of the folks you can also send them cards so um, if you're able to I highly recommend checking out the site and finding folks who are incarcerated to to write to to connect with it's one way of reaching out and connecting with folks so I highly recommend folks do that and there's also folks who are on the street right now and um, so wanting to provide Street sheet is no longer, well, they're taking a break. Street sheet's taking a break um, to keep folks, to keep vendors safe. So you can also donate directly to the Coalition on Homelessness um, as one way of, of helping out folks who are on the street right now. And also, I was reading that, like, only, I don't know the, I want to say it was 40 or 50%, but I'm not sure. Please don't quote me on that. And again, this is, I'm sharing information um, the f- to the best of my ability. The information I know might change, it might I might have misread it, it might be incorrect. Obviously, like, that's – I'm probably being, like, overly, overly uh, careful here, but I do. This is – to the best of my ability, this is the knowledge that I want to share with folks that I've learned from others. So I do want to put that out there. Um, but, yeah, apparently I think maybe 40 or 50% of folks who are on the street here in San Francisco are unaware of what – at least as of yesterday, I think it was, or maybe two days ago – were unaware of what was happening. So also crucial just to get the word out as best one can to inform others – and they're also looking to put in hand sanitizing stations around in Oakland. Some activists did that at encampments. They're trying to really stop the sweeps. The sweeps should never have been happening in the first place. Same with the fucking ice raids. Did I mention the fucking ice raids? Apparently, here we go again, there's some ice agents who are going around uh, pretending they were fucking doctors and going in to fucking uh, arrest people, which is just so fucked up and they can go fuck themselves. Seriously. Seriously. And everyone's like, oh, during a pandemic. And it's like, even if it wasn't a pandemic, they shouldn't be doing that. That's what happens when we have a, a whole uh, – this culture is based on militarization and punishment instead of uh, helping people, healing people, and providing support for folks, and also minding your own damn business. I think that's a lot of it too. It's, you know, like uh, – oh, I mean, if someone I – just, I, can't I don't even know where to start because it's also like – you know, folks will like argue like, "Oh, well, then someone did something illegally." Like, first of all, just because something's illegal doesn't mean it's immoral. There are things that are legal that are fucking wrong, and something that, that's a that's a part of it too. And also, folks come in here to like, even if you know, like, first of all, doesn't just because something is illegal doesn't mean it's wrong. So I want to like put that out there. And also that idea that, like, just because you're not in their situation, you don't understand their situation, doesn't mean. I mean, putting it in a nutshell, I believe in self determination, and I believe folks know what's best for themselves, and communities know what's best for themselves, and this idea of policing them, or being like, oh, no, leave them the fuck alone, like, I understand things might make you feel uncomfortable, if you can't help, um, first of all, if you you do want to help, ask folks where they're at, ask them what they need, secondly, um, if you can't, then just leave them the fuck alone, not that hard to do, really not that hard, okay, I'm going to go back to my email list, I'm also going to I think it's time for a music break. It's one thirty-one. Holy shit! I've been talking for a long time, and I have a whole half a record to play. Yikes! Well, I'm gonna start on that, and I do want to play the rest of this record um, because it's good, and the last song is really good too. And open it over. Uh. All right. So this is the second half of the album. I'll check back in, provide some more resources for folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to me your radio. more articles I'm going to share the headlines and if you're interested in reading more please do i posted most of them online again you can follow me on Twitter at R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R the first really important don't let panic force you to support a growing fascist police state of course yes um, this is a really great article I learned a lot from it and it's from Ajamu Umi's The Truth Challenge which you can find at a abetterworld.me and this was posted on March 17th 2020 so it's there's we're going to see a lot of act and, do and this just gives like a really great um, oh so much good information free yeah U.S. imperialism and it's really crucial to you know look out for other folks who are vulnerable to connect with those folks as opposed to connecting with uh, uh, people in positions of power. Takeaway away rights, and um, not so much in terms of, but pretty much just, uh, I can't summarize the article. I'm gonna be honest there, I can't summarize it, and I'm just gonna say read it. Please go read it, A abetterworld.me, and again, this is from Ajamu, and Truth Challenge, don't let panic force you to support a growing fascist Please, please read it. Real yeah. It um, As far as other things that are going on, uh, the article I mentioned earlier, it's from Rolling Stone, how social distancing uh, could lead to a spike in white nationalism. Yeah, we are seeing a huge uptick in rhetoric from hate groups during the pandemic said one expert on a call with the SPLC. So if you'd like to learn more uh, and find ways to stop it because we got to organize uh, go to RollingStone.com uh, for that article. And then finally from the intercept, Wall Street is pressuring key healthcare firms to hike prices over the coronavirus uh, coronavirus crisis. They have audio of bankers asking drug companies, firms supplying N95 masks and ventilators to figure out how to profit from the COVID 19 emergency. So, um, yeah, you can find that at theintercept.com. All right, so I'm going to finish playing the rest of the record. And uh, yeah, for their archives, check out meetnewradio.fm. Lots of shows here as well. Got a Patreon up, patreon.com forward slash All right.